With that, let's welcome God's servant, Kat Kerr, as she comes. Takes her liberty. Amen. Thank you for being here. You're welcome. Woo 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 Let's all say something together before you sit down. <laughs> say, Father, we welcome you. Our Savior and King, we welcome you. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. All of heaven, we welcome you this day. Woohoo! You better sit down, I'll forget to tell you. <laughs> I am very excited for many reasons um, that I'm here. This is definitely. And by the way, God calls 1020, I mean 1020, 2020 and 2030, the, the divine decade. He's been talking to me sometime about the divine decade, which is, of course, we're in that right now. And um, everything is happening. God's well aware of that. Um, I want to talk about heaven now. In the next service, I'll talk about what's happening in America and in heaven. Uh, so I have to separate them. Uh, I usually have four hours, <laughs> but I will abide by your timeline. I think it will change when you get your new building. <laughs> it's not easy when you have to have, you know, have two different services. It's really not easy because everything has to be transitioned in and out. And I stay here till midnight and talk. <laughs> How many people know who, who I am or you've heard me speak before? And how many have not heard me? I prayed for you. It's going to be okay. I prayed for y'all. When you're, when you're a prophet, I hardly ever call myself that, but most people are used to that. I'm a revelator. That's what God calls me. It's just a supernatural prophet. That's what that is. It, it's, it's, a, it's a prophet on hyperdrive, uh, whatever you want to call it, accelerated speed, future speed. And... Um, I just love y'all. You're precious. I'd hug every one of you if I could. Don't, don't try to shake my hand because they don't do that in heaven. They don't shake hands in heaven. They hug. Whether you want them to or not, you will get hugged everywhere in heaven. And I mean by the prophets, by the apostles, by the creatures. Hope you're ready for that one. Even the angels will hug you in heaven. It feels like you're, you know, their consistency, although they look solid, they, it's like, I guess, like if you were hugging sort of a sack of hay that doesn't sound very, maybe cotton candy would be better. <laughs> but um, you live a literal life in heaven, in your spiritual body. Of course, except Elijah and Enoch, who I've seen many times, Enoch has emerald eyes. And uh, I think he's adapted part of the rainbow of God into his features. Um, but he, you hear him in heaven before you see him. Enoch. Everyone has a frequency that you put out. Actually, that frequency does powerful things in the spirit realm right now. It really does. You all have one. I feel your frequency. And I see the light coming from you. Um, I, I usually see a lot about people. I don't prophesy individually to people anymore. God stopped that when he had me, gave me this commission because I'm a detailed person. I always have been. That's why you get so much detail from heaven. My husband would come up here, you'd have five minutes, and then you'd go fishing. So for all those who wonder why, my husband doesn't have the microphone and I do. He doesn't want it. <laughs> he doesn't want it. God made him a quiet person, a deep thinker. He's given me many profound words from God like, God does not choose the qualified. He qualifies the chosen. I always like to give his word he got from God whenever I can because he's like that. He'll not say anything for a while. Once he says something, you listen. You know? But if you like to go fishing, you have a best friend. <laughs> Peter still fishes in heaven. What was he on the earth? Guess what he does in heaven? <laughs> 
except the fish will be trying to catch you. I'm, I can't talk too much about that. But um, heaven's a beautiful, amazing place beyond your imagination. The splendor, the wonder, and the glory. And I know we talk about the glory, but wait till it starts coming from you. And people sometimes don't like me talk about us being great, but what do you think he put us here? We are to be great with him, for him, because of him. So if you hear me talking about ruling and reigning, being kings, spiritual kings and priests and operating in the spirit realm and taking power over all the power of the enemy, that's what Christ wants us to do. We were always called to do that. If you're a believer, that's already a commission that you have. To be like him, is that right? And to live like he lived. He was a character. He was well-liked by people, even people who didn't like other people who thought they were Christians back in that time, like the hierarchy of the temple. And for all those who wonder why, I, I, I got to throw something in if it's okay. Uh, you know we think that heaven doesn't have opinions. Yes, they do. <laughs> and especially the Father, he does. He always did have, especially in the Old Testament, he'd tell people what he thought. <laughs> he doesn't like people to be controlled. He doesn't like their dreams to be crushed. He does not like the life of the unborn taken. And I will tell you why. Why would he not like that? Number one, it, yes, they're precious little innocent babies. They're a living soul. And God put in them greatness and a destiny for the time he sent them to the earth. And you're right about events. God has a timeline in heaven. His timeline is done by events. There's not always calendar days and years, you know. We need that down here in heaven. They don't need calendars. But they have God's timeline. And when something specific that God wants, an event, that's on his timeline. This time is on his timeline. And so when he sends us, he timed your birth on the earth. It was not a mistake. No matter who your parents are, no matter who brought you in here from heaven, at the time of conception, the father takes a little spirit of life that was you, living in him, he takes it and knits it and attaches it together in the mother's womb. I knit you together in your mother's womb doesn't mean you put your arms and legs on. He put your spirit man in there. There's no life without the spirit. I can prove it in the book of Genesis when the, when the father said Adam and the word stepped out of him in the Garden of Eden and he made Adam's body and it was perfect. It was beautiful, but there was no life in it. Then the father leans over. This is the father leans over Adam and breathes his spirit of life. That's his spiritual being. His spiritual body breathed it into Adam's body, and Adam became a living soul. So that's really what you are, your soul, your living souls. Your soul is what runs you, it drives you, it, it causes creativity flow from you. you. You choose with your will every day, you really do, that impacts your soul. You think of something, you choose it, and then you will eventually display what is in you. As a man thinketh in his heart, his heart or his soul, your heart, when he says heart, it's your soul. It is the core of your being. People think the beating heart. No, no, the heart of something is the center or the core of something. That is your soul. Your soul is right in here, inside your spirit, man. It's a spiritual thing, but God made it. It is a powerful, beautiful thing because with it you choose what you will do, what you will and you, are, you impact your own being by receiving those things or saying them. What you say yourself goes in your own soul. If you don't like you, start saying something different about you. So we impact everyone's soul. When we speak and say words and say things, it goes in their soul, in a layer of your soul. Your soul has many layers. I'm just going to start saying what I've seen, what I've been shown. I know what a human soul looks like. It has layers. And in those layers go information or visual things, things you watch, things that you have been a part of, and, and it impacts you for your whole life. 
That's why God said to guard it. Guard what you let go in and guard what you let go out. We are shaping souls every day of our life. And I know you feed yourself maybe three times a day. Okay, people go to church maybe once a week. We used to live there. I lived on the pew. That's where I lived. But your soul is fed 24 hours a day. If you play music in your home while you're sleeping, it goes in your soul. If you leave your TV on and all kinds of things come on, they're going in your soul. Every, every, I call, they're portals, I call them portals. A television, a movie screen, your phone, your, your, I'm trying to remember what those things are right now. My natural mind doesn't do really well right now. Um, your tablet, your portals, things pass in and out. What you enter into what enter into you. These are all things the Holy Spirit taught me. Whatever you choose to enter into, whether it's something you watch or a place you go, that, the spirit that enters into you. That's another reason why God is actually shifting. There is a shift going on, a major shift. A major shift to righteousness, to greatness, to power, to glory, to creativity. Did you know that you are commanders and you are creators? Don't look at me like that. The Bible says you are. Let us make man in our image. And after our likeness, their likeness is how they operate. God isn't repeating himself. In everybody's mind, why is he saying that twice? Because it means something different. Their likeness is what you operate like. So he's saying you're supposed to look like us and operate just like us. But when you add righteousness in there, when you're born again, Everything changes. Your DNA changes. That new creation you're becoming is so powerful. You have weapons put in you. You carry, you are a weapon. People go, we're all about love. Yeah, love is a weapon. Fun is a weapon. Fun is a weapon. It hurts the enemy. He hates joy, fun, and celebration. He hates it. That's why God told me to eat cake. <laughs> Who wouldn't want cake? Yes, they have cake in heaven. They're this big. That's a cake. Cut a slice. If you think it's the most beautiful, amazing, captivating, adventurous place filled with all splendor and the powerful presence of the ever-living God where he takes a piece of his rainbow and sends it across heaven looking for someone and it comes and finds them and brings them back to him. He doesn't have to do it that way, but he's a showman. We have many times, I, I was born in the church, I think, sometimes, and I lived there most of my life, but inside me was something different even then. I was different. My mom used to tell me every day in my life, you're so strange, I don't know what God's going to do with you. <laughs> she would look at me, now, there's probably psychiatrists that would say you could damage your child by saying that. I liked it. I was four years old. You're so strange. I don't know what God's going to do to you. Whatever he wants. I'm four. Whatever he wants. And I used to say that every time she said that. Whatever he wants. Whatever he, guess what he does now? Whatever he wants. <laughs> this is what he wants. <laughs> he wants his pink hair. This is God. I hope you like it. It's heaven culture. People are not up there walking around wearing bathrobes and nightgowns. <laughs> you go look at art. Now, when I become a famous artist one day, <laughs> one of my gifts he's given me for doing all this, giving my whole life away, literally, my husband had to take me down front and take communion to give me back to God. 
He should have known then 15 years ago when God had him do that. Okay, something different's going to happen. <laughs> well, he's got me back now. <laughs> I, got, I gave myself back, but God, that didn't mean God was going to stop. That means my husband become a part of it. Man, that means he gets to go fishing when I go to speak. Because he has to live with me. I am not easy to live with. Because I will not stand for, allow, permit, or tolerate evil around me. I don't want evil. I don't want violence. I will not have profanity. I will not have uh, profane things, defilement. No, and I'm not just going to not say nothing. Because I'm a seer. I see it. No, really, I see. <laughs> Not here, but I do see. I see spirits coming in out of people, demons sticking their heads out of people's stomachs, talking to each other while they're going in this place. I'd like to lay hands on them and rip them out, but, you know, that might not be very polite. <laughs> I see images. No matter where I'm in my home, if something's on TV, it comes in the room with me, which means it goes through your home. This is everybody. Whatever you're watching comes in your home. Oh, I'm serious about that. <laughs> and God has accelerated and intensified and given me extreme discernment. It's a lot of accountability. And yet, my mind's like a child's. Although I worked in the business world for 25 years, I loved it. I'm a business person. He picked a business person to do all this craziness. <laughs> Have pink hair and tell you there's jello land in heaven. You know, you want to talk about the throne and the things of God, and he says, no, make sure you let them know jello land is in heaven. You're looking at me really weird. <laughs> if you're in heaven, you go dive into it and eat it too. Why would he have that? Because you must be like little... Say it again. Children. To enter into the kingdom of? Children. The impossible. In our minds, we always think, this is what the impossible. <laughs> Until you meet the Father. He is a Father. He is a many children. He does have a sense of humor. And he laughs at a lot of things. He's laughing right now very loudly. In case you wondered, he calls America his gift. And no one is taking it away from him. <laughs> when I was four years old, I received Christ as my Savior. We were members of the Assembly of God. You got saved every week. I lost count how many times I got saved. I'm saved, 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 saved. And filled with Holy Spirit. In the Assembly of God Church, that is a good thing. You're getting Holy Spirit. They will make you take it. <laughs> I had a wonderful dad. My dad was a great example of the father. You know why? He loved everybody, even his enemies, and embarrassed them. He would love people who hated him because he was simple, he was precious, he loved people. The enemy hated him, but he was so afraid of my dad. You know why my dad's in heaven? He had an appointment with God he couldn't miss. That's what he told me. He was in ICU. I restarted, kick-started him three times. <laughs> Brought him back three times. <laughs> and God finally said, you're not bringing him back again. <laughs> See, if you know him well, he'll have conversations with you about all kinds of things. No, I need him. He has an appointment with me he cannot refuse. So I stopped haven't even come back. <laughs> you get rewards in heaven. When your mansion is done, you could have 100 million people praying for you. You are going home. He times your birth on the earth, and he knows the day you will breathe your last breath because there are things he has for you to do in heaven. Not a job. Not a labor. Fantastic, amazing things.
like how Jesus Christ won Central Station, which Jesus Christ is CEO of. Say, Jesus, Jesus. is a businessman. Do you think he stopped doing business because he went like that? <laughs> he was a character on the earth. He made people laugh. He, he did insult the hierarchy of the temple. I don't know what you call your white sepulchers filled with dead men's bones. Did he say that? That would be considered rude. <laughs> but he knew what the lion frying group were doing up there in the temple. I totally respect those in authority over me and the Christian leadership of this country. I've had three pastors. They either got taken to heaven or God just started using me, but I still have an awesome relationship with uh, senior pastor Paul Zink in Jacksonville, Florida. And uh, I love him and his wife. I used to tell them I was married to them, and they'd cry out of happiness. Because they always got accurate words before they'd go someplace. They already think playing. I wasn't invited in the boardroom. I was in that boardroom taking notes. Then I would give them the answer to the things they were praying about the trip they were going to take. So I've always operated in different levels of stuff. But in 1996, Holy Spirit said, you forgot to say what happened when you got born again. Holy Spirit is my best friend. I get away with nothing. <laughs> he talks to me until I fall asleep, and then he's still talking to me when I wake up. If I go to sleep, sometimes I don't. I eat once a day, about 2 in the morning, and if I go taken out to eat, it's a meeting with Q&A sessions. <laughs> but when I received Christ, I was so excited. My dad had already told me about him, and I was in Sunday school. And when I received him, I saw Jesus step inside of me when I was four. And I knew he was there. And when I received Holy Spirit, he came in like a whirlwind. Holy Spirit has a body. He's amazing. It's invisible, but in how, uh, heaven you see the outline of fire all over him or color of the rainbow coming from him. He's called the drama king in heaven. He's about to give a lot of drama to this earth. I enjoyed it so much when I turned five, I got saved again. <laughs> I pray for people who are legalistic. They miss so much of God. And on my book one, I put, I got saved at four. On book, book two, I put, I was saved at five. And some woman called, she said, well, I don't believe anything. He said, now you were lying the first time. See how that works? I said, oh, no, I got saved both times. And she never said anything to me after that. <laughs> Maybe you need to get saved again. <laughs> but my dad did. He would rescue people out of ditches and things. And in the 60s, when the drugs were everywhere, I was a covert junior vice squad member. A skinny little 17-year-old in school who stayed out of trouble. They came to me. They wouldn't do it now. They said, would you like to turn in these guys, these drug pushers who are coming on the school uh, grounds? We know you have a great record. We know that you're uh, decent, honest, you know, that you follow the rules here, that you honor your teacher. So we want to know if you, I never, my parents never knew. They said, here's a number. Call this number if you see anything going on. Pick a code name. And right now, tell me what it is. And when you call... Well, some people to go bust them. I busted so many pushers. <laughs> I busted them. So I did all kinds of unusual things growing up, but never, ever, ever lost my relationship with Christ. I, I talked to him all the time. I saw him a lot. I'm being a seer. I saw angels from the time I was real little. I saw demons also. I saw both. I've been to hell several times. Not your favorite place to visit was taken back in time, forward in time. I guess I could say a time travel. You know that's not impossible, right? With God. <laughs> I don't send myself anywhere. I don't ask to project anywhere. He comes and just takes me because I said yes. 
important if you know you're entering into something new. Who wants to say yes to the divine decade? Say yes. yes. It's important to have a response uh, when you say you want something. If you hear someone up here speaking, you know as God, you should say, I receive that. Let's practice. I that. He writes it down right now. Just wrote it down. It's important to get yourself included if you know it's God because he won't let you forget you said that. From the time I was little, I always said, I give you permission to do anything with me. You And boy, he took that. <laughs> one was have pink hair. And it was a month before my one daughter was getting married. They already, they already thought I was strange. Because <laughs> I've been going to heaven since 1996. <clears throat> Nonstop going. It is beyond your imagination. That's why people don't want to leave when they go there. That doesn't mean they don't love you. They love you more. They help to get things ready in your mansion. They get you gifts all the time and put them in there. They write down places to take you when you get there. They go to these beautiful portals they built all over heaven where you walk in this building and the glory is so strong in there. And you walk up these stairs, look over a balcony. Truly, that does the balconies of heaven. They really exist. And you see your family members as close as the ceiling. And all your family members right now are in heaven looking, watching you now. When I speak, there's an open portal. And I see people's family members up there because they look just like you. But younger. Say younger. younger. Say better looking. Better looking. Happy. I was in a meeting one time, and I saw these three boys. I kept laughing and talking to each other, and they just were staring because I was talking about heaven. And then where the balcony was open, I saw this other boy, blonde hair, hanging practically over the railing. But he was over where these other three boys were sitting, and he kept yelling. They couldn't hear him. They, he kept yelling and yelling and yelling to them. This is bothering me. <laughs> yelling. And all of a sudden, I just said, hey, um, you, you boys, stand up a minute. Do you know somebody who just went to heaven? And they yelled out, Luke! That's how he's waving at you right now. Would you please look up and wave? <laughs> they started weeping and laughing and crying. I said, yeah, he's got blonde hair, right? Yes, he's got blonde hair. And they were so excited because from that moment on, they could never think of him as being dead anymore. He was yelling as loud as he could to them, but him being a spiritual being, they couldn't see or hear unless they were seers. Heaven's alive. They're excited. Wake up in the morning and say, Father, I ask for and receive excitement and celebration for this time I'm in. Don't, don't wait for it to happen. Let it be in you. You may have whatsoever you have. Yes. Including those things. Father, I ask for and receive your wisdom, your celebration, your expectation, your creativity, your will, your way, every day. How could you go through the day not excited? I'm in a state of excitement in heaven right now. Watching God purposes. And He is, really, He is doing that. People in heaven know when you're coming home. They they know. Everybody lets them know your family members about ready to go. And so they run to the gate to meet you. That's how they know in these places that they call the portal. Um, they have big columns and there's like big monitors on them, and you see you know when somebody is going to be coming to heaven, you begin to see their faces there. You know when people are going to get born again when they appear on this other big column. People run all over heaven. Your family member's about to get saved. Hurry. You go to a portal. You can watch them get born again. Everybody screams and yells and celebrates in this place. They're so excited somebody's family member just gave themselves to Jesus Christ. Don't think he's forgotten about those wanderers. <laughs> 
the Holy Spirit's already been sicked on him by their grandma who's up in heaven, okay? And I always tell people, if you're here and you don't know Jesus, give up! If your mama, your daddy, your grandma, grandma, great-grandma, great-grandpa, whoever it is in your family up there, they are declaring over you. If they did it before they left, their words remain literally over you. I walk the stores and I hear prayers of people I know of their family members. It's the person I'm standing in front of. I'd like to go, hey, your grandma's still declaring over you. What are you doing about it? <laughs> There's life there. He wants life here. We are supposed to represent heaven to this earth. So choose to be happy. And I love what you said about the whole cake thing. You must remember, he sets the table in the presence of your enemies. And on that table is more than food. It's suddenlies. It's the unexpected. It's blessings beyond measure. Say, no measure. measure. Say, I have favor favor. with no measure. measure. Say it every day. You'd be surprised how much favor you begin to get. You will have favor everywhere, even with people who don't like you. Because what? You ask for it, right? You ask. Don't sit there being upset. I don't even know. Fear is not even in me. There's no darkness in me. I don't tolerate it. I'm I'm not kidding. I really don't tolerate it. No, I crush the plans of the enemy. I torment demons. It's on my bio right now. Tormentor of demons. How would you like to get a bio from somebody like that? Let's just look at her bio. Oh, tormentor of demons. What does that mean? (laughs) They are under your feet. I've been taken back many times to significant things that happened in the Bible, like taken, not like I don't have visions, I don't dream, I don't sleep long enough to dream. I just don't. I see as a seer, so he takes me. The Father says something, then he takes me there and shows me. So if he tells me about something that's going to happen on this, he takes me into the future and shows me reality. Yeah, he doesn't, I, I don't, I can't interpret your dreams, don't ask me, because I get symbolic, symbolic, nothing. He doesn't show me something that symbolizes, he shows me it. The kids are excited. You know, I don't really care what anyone thinks about, <laughs> take it or don't take it. <laughs> when your child's excited and they've seen something, they will bug you and follow you around the house all the time. If you don't turn around and say, that's great, wow, that's exciting, they're going to keep doing it. You know why? Their soul has been impacted with joy and celebration, and they want to share it. We should be that with everybody. I can't stand the masks. You're missing half the person. We're not better separate. We're better being together. Actually, we're healthier being together. We did just fine, right? From the time that virus thing showed up, I won't even name it either. I don't like to give anything a name that doesn't deserve one. There's something about naming things, you know. I mean, I'll tell you angels' names if I know them. If God told me, then you you can know them. But I don't run around asking them what their names are. I mean, they're with me all the time. Like, all the time. They flood the hotel and chase out anything, bash, trash, mash it, and kick it out, not people. (laughs) <laughs> I have something amazing to say in the next service, so I don't know what time it is. What time is it? <laughs> 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 
It's too short a time. <laughs> but it's okay. It's all right. I've, been, I've seen services last 24 hours a day in the future. I've seen people bringing pallets and arranging their work schedule. Your work week may not always be five days, but you get paid the same. It is coming. Eventually, somewhere down the line, we will work three days a week and make more money probably than we did working five days or six days a week. In, in America, at least, it will. We will. You know why? Because God will be everywhere so much people will just can't stand and not be with him. You come into the building and the glory cloud is waiting. Like you can see it, it's waiting. At one point, I think I'm getting ahead and no, still about heaven, it's okay, it counts as angels. I was shown at one point that when you come to church or the service or your, whatever you call your place, <laughs> angels will literally be holding the doors of the sanctuary open for you to enter into. Because heaven is invading. This is not heaven. I'll make it clear. Earth is not heaven. <laughs> it is a shadow. It's a shadow of heaven. There's, there's beautiful countryside. There's the most powerful city where buildings float in the air because you don't have to have plumbing. <laughs> you don't need plumbing. You don't need electricity. Okay? You don't need that. You just kind of float up and go on in. You ride on light. You ride on sound. You ride on your worship. You step into portals of light and you're on the other side of heaven. I'm being fast. <laughs> All the little babies know who their parents are. They know who their sisters are, their brothers are. They've already watched you from portals. They declare over you. They forgive people who are bought them. There's no unforgiveness. There's no coveting. There's no jealousy. There's no grief. There's no anger. And yet there's life. There's intensity, there's excitement, there's adventure, there's joy. When you first get to heaven, you'll be out there when you're done with the throne and your family finally drags you out so you can go see your own mansion. Then you go there and have a big party. You left a party, you go to another party. <laughs> they don't give you a funeral in heaven. No one has a funeral. You have the biggest party of your life. That's what it is. You meet people in your family line, you know, a thousand years ago, 500 years ago, 100 years ago, 200 years ago. They all know who you are. They know your name already. You look like you, but a lot better. Say a lot better. A lot better. Say, I'll have hair. I'll, have hair. I'll, look, young. I'll look young. I will glow with the glory of God. I have a robe that looks like a king's robe. And a gown that carries the light of God. And it makes music. Say, my mansion will have things I love. I can just speak and food will appear. No weight gain. No food allergies. There'll be lots of dessert. Say, my pets will be in heaven. I better be nice to them while I still can. God loves his creatures. Not more than people, but he loves them. And your pet goes to heaven, number one. Yes, it has a soul and a spirit. I'll take you back to Genesis. When God told Moses, well, that's the split in the Red Sea. <laughs> the Holy Spirit said, Moses is splitting the Red Sea. I'm talking about Noah. <laughs> See, he'll tweak me. <laughs> when he told Noah, I was a, it was a question. You know, it was a test. He didn't even say nothing. <laughs> when he told Noah to put the animals on the ark, he said, put every animal on the ark that has a spirit of life in it. That's scripture. Remember the spirit of life thing? That was your spiritual being. That was your little spiritual body. 
You lived inside God. You rode in and out on the rays of the rainbow. That's where you lived. In him we lived, we moved, we had our very being. The prophets and poets of old have spoken of these things. What things? When you lived in him. He is your father. We are his offspring. We played in the river of life coming out of him. While we were in him, you ran on the stones of fire that burned in him and threw the rainbow outside of him. That's how close you were to him. You were in him. There's no depth. There's no measurement to the inside of the Father. There's this glorious mountain that you used to run and slide down the river of life in and then jump on the stones of fire. You played. Say, we played. Like little children. And you were with him when the earth was made. You were with him when the physical realm was made. You have been from the beginning to the end, and the end to the beginning before he ever made this earth, you were in him. There's not a person that was born on the earth. They didn't come, they didn't come from somewhere else. They came from him. Even the ones who are messed up and deceived. He wants the vilest sinner to be free. Always remember that. We came from him. We are his offspring. The Bible says so. He used to hold you in his hand and talk to you and tell you about the future. He didn't plan anything bad for you. A lot of people ask that. No, he had good plans for you. But there's an enemy in this earth that hates us. Because he isn't a son of God. He was created by him. He's a created being. We birthed from him. How much does he love us? When he made the womb of a woman, he put water in it because we were used to playing in the river of life in him. He made something that would be familiar. Even as you were growing in your mother's womb, you were in that water. It gave you comfort. He thinks of you all the time. He is for you. He is not against you. But if you're born in this time, this is a key time on God's event, on his timeline, a powerful time, the kingdom age. It's an age. At the end of this age, which is quite a bit of time left, will be the next age. The next one will be the millennial age. But we are not in the very last day. I have to say this before I end. You're not in the very last day. You are not. We're entering into some of the greatest days that will be on this earth. Your children, your grandchildren, 20, 30 years from be walking in the splendor and the glory probably 50 to 100 years from now, I'm positive by that time they won't have anything that drives, everything will fly, including you. I've seen a time when transportation was so supernatural to me, when you take me 50 years, 100 years, over 100 years, I've actually seen the end. I won't tell you about that. Like the end end. I don't know the date. It says no man will know the date. Well, I don't know the date. It's an event. I've seen the earth before it was made. I saw heaven before Lucifer fell. I've been in hell on the third day when Christ wasted and melted the faces of the hierarchy of hell. They were screaming trying to get away from him, falling all over their cells. Then he turns and stripped everything off of Lucifer, well, Satan, at that point. Every gemstone God ever put on him, he doesn't have them now. He used to still have them up until Christ showed up in hell. Uh, they didn't come drag him there, by the way. He went on his own. Something never happened. Jesus was a first, trust me. He was a first in many things. He had to tell his own spirit to leave his body. It says so. He probably just could have kept living on the cross, but he had assignment. What was finished on the cross was your salvation. 
That was finished. But getting your authority back and taking things away from Satan and showing Satan he could never hold a righteous man, he still had to do that. People, it was all done. Well, that part was done. Your salvation didn't happen just because somebody's body was hung on the cross. It's what he did in the garden when he drank the cup of evil. Christ had to drink every, every evil thing, every wicked thing, every horrendous sin or act that someone could commit, every sickness, disease, everything. It was in this cup that was sent from his Father in heaven, from a cup that Christ made for him when he was on the earth as a carpenter. It gets really profound when you understand how completely the Father had planned all of this out. And today, you're in a time of God's plans, God's will, God's way. Say, God's way, not man's way. Everything happened in this whole scenario of things. God knew everything that would happen. I'll talk about that in the next service. It's just a passion for God right now. All of heaven is focused, yes, on the world, but specifically on this country. Over two-thirds of the gospel was paid for by people in this country. This country is not wicked. Don't ever say that. <clears throat> Do not ever say that America is wicked or evil. It's not. People do wicked, evil things here like they do all over because there is a devil. They allow him to influence them, and he does. Some have made pacts with him. That never works, by the way. Hitler is still hanging on a meat hook in hell, if you want to know. Confirmation of that. The ones who give themselves the most to Satan get tortured more than anyone in hell, and he does it on purpose. So if anybody's listening out there who've done criminal acts, you better go turn yourself in right now. Repent and go turn yourself in while you can, while the door's open. I'm serious. You can't do criminal acts. You can't willingly, knowingly do a criminal act and think that's the only time you'll do it. Because it's where? It's in your soul. People through all this stuff who've been willing to be paid to do criminal acts or whether it's acts of violence or just outright crime. God said some of them will now have a life of crime because they said yes to it. Be careful what you say yes to. I know I have to stop. I see you out of the corner of my eye, Margaret. I just want to leave with you about heaven. More and more in heaven is being revealed every day. And some people don't like it that I mean, I've been to, I mean, I've been to so many places in heaven, like the Mountain of Spices where it's always fall. Christmas town, where it always snows and Nick lives there and gives gifts to children. There's a place called, <clears throat> there's a place that looks just like summer. You can ride an 80 foot, 100 and 200 foot waves and surf. Tell me like that. And there's a place that always the flowers don't just grow. They change colors. They worship him. They have faces on them. The trees will uproot themselves and come and have talks and conversations with you. The very rocks themselves have faces and they worship him all the time. It looks like spring. There's meadows where thousands of butterflies go and you step into it and they, 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 women will get dressed for these beautiful uh, events that God holds, especially Jesus likes to hold events where there's going to be singing and dancing and lots of desserts. And they walk out in these gowns, and all these beautiful butterflies are iridescent, and they make music, and that's the gown they wear. You can go hunting, but you might get captured. <laughs> Nothing is killed in heaven for you to eat. The food is made out of light. Your spiritual body is made out of light. 
so it tastes better there. <laughs> it lasts forever. <laughs> but your father, who had to send you from himself, timed your birth now in this divine decade and in the kingdom age to be great for him. You have a whole different commission to rule and reign with Christ. Get your crown on, roll up your rapture rug, stick it in the closet, and get your crown on. Amen? And um, so, Father, I just bless your people this day. Stand up. God, I bless your people, Father. I'm real serious when I do this. Make sure you say I receive it. Father, I bless them in the name of the Lord, that they increase in every way, that they have a revelation, they have encounters, they handle the wealth of the wicked, Father. They create, they invent things never seen on the earth before. Because we are creators just like you. God, I thank you for the army of heaven who's been sent to war on our behalf, God. And to send out with orders to pull it under every stronghold of Satan anywhere around us. Shred platforms that hierarchy of evil has been uh, ruling from to bring it to dust to take our rightful place right next to jesus christ we rule because he rules god from this day forward let it be a new day in their life they know who they are they were sent for a purpose and anyone watching if you belong to jesus christ you were sent now right now to help bring life and hope and joy and celebration creation to this earth, to others. People beat you up because they're afraid. They shred you because they don't have a life. They don't know. Thank you for showing them how to love and be innocent of everything, but not be ignorant of what the enemy's doing. This day is a new day. I thank you for being here today. I thank you for celebration and restoration in your families. And that we get to hug again real soon. And I want everybody to hold your hand up and say, I refuse, I refuse to, tolerate to tolerate the existence of that virus, of that virus in, my in my country. I will not receive it, receive nor tolerate it. Nor participate with the enemy's plans to be distanced from others. We command it to go in Jesus' name. Woo -hoo!